The Red Rum Theater, episode 58, Strange Brew. Okay, good day. Welcome to the Great White North. Go. Go again. Okay, good day. Welcome to the Red Rum Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your host, Ernesto Alaniz. And Antonio Marino. And every week we look at one of the movies helped raise us up. That's why the movie raised us right and raised us wrong. Today we talk about the movie Strange Brew and how it made us the brothers you know today. And it, 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 it inadvertently brings you this podcast every single week. We'll get into all that later, though. True story. <laughs> so, um, this movie dropped in 1983. 86. And, oh, no, was it 83? 83. Dang, do you remember the 12, Bob and Doug McKenzie 12 Days of Christmas? It's... <laughs> Be the opening movie and a beer. <laughs> that movie is so that, okay. That skit was amazing. Okay. Now, first of all, we heard that skit in the UP. Yes, on the radio. It, so, so here's the thing about this movie. Okay, um, I don't know how movies like this got money in the '80s. Like, this movie's not gonna tear up the box office. <laughs> this is a. They literally make fun of themselves <laughs> at the beginning, releasing their first movie. It's, it's so, like a flop. <laughs> It's really funny, dude. <laughs> like, the, it starts out with the lion. What, what is it, Paramount? Uh, Who, no, no, not Paramount. What? Who's the, the lion? Rawr, uh, not Warner Brothers, not Paramount. Well, it starts out with uh, the... Metro Golden... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. MGM. It's MGM. The, it starts out with the lion's too drunk to roar, so he's just burping. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and the thing is, if you see the opening shot and the lion, you think it's the actual card, and the camera moves, it's just... It's, yeah, it's it, just, it, it just framed correct, yeah. dude. <laughs> but uh, it's... Um, so Strange Brew is a movie that comes... This is like Wayne's World is what it is, okay? This is the Canadian, Canadian Wayne's World. Because sometimes an SNL skit hits so big... It's so Canadian, dude. It becomes a... It's so funny. It becomes like... who Wayne's World did this. Um, who else did this? Those the dumb Roxbury guys. All oh, the worst, dude. Who I, else? Who else? Uh, it's Pat made it from skit to movie, which is stupid. Ladies' man. Blues Brothers came. Blues from, Brothers was incredible. Though. Which may be the best of all. Of yeah. Them. I think it, I mean, hands down it is, isn't it? Oh, it's so good, dude. Um, but this was not SNL. This was from SCTV, which is the Canadian version of SNL. This is uh, Second City TV. Now, a lot of people got their start up in this Canadian They used TV. to have a Second City in Detroit. Do they still have one? I don't know, man. But SCTV, John Candy started there. Yeah, there's so a lot of thank good, you, yeah. SCTV. Yeah, Rick Moranis coming out of there. You got um, Catherine, Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy. Catherine O'Hara from uh, Home Alone the, um, and from Beetlejuice. Is she a comic I guess so. Really? I mean, she does, I mean, those are comedic roles she's doing in Beetlejuice. She's playing a straight character. Yeah, but she was, um, she was awesome in Beetlejuice. We'll do Beetlejuice. Heck, yes. If you don't let me go out this house, I will go insane, and I will take you with me. <laughs> See, she's a comedian, dude. She is pretty funny. When she starts doing, oh, says that she has one thing to say, and then the stinking music starts. Damn. <laughs> And she is like in it, dude. Dude, it's a group. Okay, so anyways, um, so that's a this is a skit on SCTV, and we ne- we never saw any of the skits. No, never saw. We literally went from zero to the movie. We yeah, missed. Yeah, I know. Do you remember the first time we watched this movie? No. We were at Grandma's house. We were watching. We had we had to go somewhere, so we watched the first half when the van when the brakes the van fail and they go into the water. We had to leave. Remember, we were like, we don't know what happens to him. If we would have just watched the next scene when this thing and diver finds him, that's dude, he pulls his wallet out, dude. <laughs> I don't know how they filmed that because he filmed it. They're underwater. They're down there, way down there, dude. They're just drinking the air out. They're just getting the air bubbles out of the beer bottles, dude. I thought you died. Yeah, but they saved me, eh? <laughs> and then he, uh, he how, rolls his window down. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Holy romance. When the dude. guy gives her his last breath and then falls to the bottom of the stick. Holy cow. Dang, so, dude. Listen, the, the birth of this skit is hilarious. Apparently, so SCTV, now, Canada is kind of a socialist country. You're aware of this, right? Socialized medicine. Like, 70% of the people work for the government. Like, government rules every, like, dude, you know how they go to the beer store in this movie? There's, a, there's literally a, a store called The Beer Store owned by the Canadian government. You got to buy your beer from Canada. Not f- Dang! 
And so they can control the taxes and the money, revenue, all that. So it's very, very kind of a, a socialist kind of reality up there. And um, because they funded SCTV, Canada did, they required, um, they called it Canadian cultural programming on all TV that received money from the government. So they told SCTV, you must have some skits that, that, that show Canadian culture. And everyone was like, this is stupid, we're not going to do it. You're, you're, you're infringing on our needs. You're, you're, you're basically trying to, you're trying to make us do something. You're, it's just censorship, whatever. So Rick <laughs> and Dave Thomas were like, we'll take one for the team. We'll just do it ourselves. We'll do all the, we'll go crazy Canadian and they'll leave us alone. They, and they create, Canadian, they create bro. Bob and Doug McKenzie to give the Canadian government a middle finger. That's why they created it. Just to be like, take off, eh? <laughs> uh, take off, you hoser. <laughs> So that's where the skit was came from, and they did it, and everyone loved it. Um, I mean, you got the nose bleeding, cord, dude. Don't make me laugh, <laughs> dude. They're so stupid. They're like they're cutting up, they're talking trash, and just making each other, just doing it for each other, dude. Which oh man, so he's gonna. Next thing you know, he's gonna tell me to go out and get beer. <laughs> Which is what we do all the time. It's so poor Mario and Lisa, dude. We were doing that, and they're just like, "What the f is going on, dude?" We we literally like, I'm a I'm a youth pastor in a church, and me and Tony are sitting there in church, and we're it's a big like 800 person auditorium, and this special guest singer oh. has come in, and she's gonna sing a special song, and she's got she's got pipes. It's, 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 look, she's doing uh, special songs used to be they would have a track. So they would put the track on. There was no band. It would be her singing to the track. Yeah, if you, if you, so the track would play with no vocals, and she would just sing live. Right. I think they were doing something like the, the Midnight Oil or something <laughs> like that, or Midnight Cry. It's the Midnight Cry. It's this old oh. Christian, like, and everyone that can sing loves singing. because you, 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 it, it showcases your, your it, you, you got, can, like, pipes. You can belt it, it out. It showcases it. Or if you don't have pipes, it reveals you suck. Um, <laughs> but she had pipes, and so the opening of the track, though, it's like um, it's supposed to be dramatic. It's, it's like, like it's like like wind and like whoosh. <laughs> and it's and it's a good ten seconds of wind at the beginning of this thing, dude. I mean, that's the why were we sitting next to each other? Because we are grownups. <laughs> I'm like 27. I'm married. I'm the youth pastor at the church, dude. And dude, you started cutting, and it's just you're just whispering to me. You just whispering over to me, real quiet, like you're like, what's this? I'm like, I don't know, man. Shut up. You're like, <laughs> man. I I think she's in the convertible right now, man. I'm, I'm surprised there ain't a fan on her on her head with her hair blowing in this mug, dude. And he's just doing the hair, the, the head <laughs> like my yeah, like the wind's going through my hair. So I'm just like, you know, like, man, I love this top down. I'm like, Tony, shut up. I'm trying to laugh because I'm like, dude, that was me and you for the Bob and Doug court scene, dude. Dude, it was telling, <laughs> dude, telling you. Uh, you literally like, oh, please stop, man. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get fired because of you, dude. You're making me laugh. The thing is, though, I can hold it so much better than you can. Oh my gosh, dude! You were dead. wasn't Angie sitting next to you, dude. It's so bad, dude. But uh, so this movie comes out in '83. It's literally so. There's a there's a stinking. Ghosties wear to tell a tooth, blah blah. He's like, hey, guess we're married, eh? Because <laughs> <laughs> their hands are on the Bible together. Dude. <laughs> Later on, when they, when, they, when they beat the murder charges, the guy's like, I think I can get you off on murder, but the criminal insanity is going to be harder to prove. <laughs> Dude. But, uh, stinking, um, so there's skits, there's, there's literally CDs, they have CD come out, which had the 12, 12 days of Christmas. Um, yeah. They had a lot of stuff happen before the movie was greenlit. So the movie comes out, and uh, we watched it. Was that a reoccurring skit? Yes. Like a Wayne's World, like all these skits. It came out on SCTV more than once. So that was just on public television. Exactly. In Canada. Yeah, just like Wayne's World. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> movie has a 73% Rotten Tomatoes, which I can't believe. What? Probably only guys, like, probably, you know what I'm saying? How does everybody get a better score than Big Trouble in Little China? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> People don't like John Tart Carpenter, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> I guess we're married, eh? They're so dumb, dude. So, um, the plot of this film, so, okay, so it's directed by Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas, of course, because they wrote the original skit, they, keep, they wrote this movie. Dude, they had a sequel written greenlit in 99 
and financing fell through. The money fell through. They didn't do it. Why, dude, if it would have been nowadays, they could have just did one of the public things. They did a Kickstarter. Yeah, Kickstarter. Rick Moranis, Kickstarter this crap. I will put... I'll, I'll will, put 500 on this bitch. The Red, Red Room Theater will put up $1,000 for your for movie. For real, dude. We don't have it right now, but we'll get it. We'll <laughs> um, they couldn't get the money? If, they, if the money fell through, I guess. <sighs> Kickstarter that crap, dude. Now, dude, how do you think Super Troopers Two is coming out? Exactly, it's completely funded. They, they uh, kickstarted. What movie was it? Uh, there was some TV show uh, with the with the girl who's famous now. She was in the um, crap. What's it called? There's the guy from I Love You Man was in. It. He's always naked. Um, Siegel? Yes, yeah, Siegel's in this like movie with a sex tape. No, that's that, that, before that. It's before oh. that. That it's, was actually really funny. It's the one where he goes on a, a, a honeymoon, or no, he goes to an island and she's there with her boyfriend. He's oh, a, forgetting Sarah Marshall? Yes! What was the girl? Who's Sarah Marshall? Uh, that is the girl who's married to Dag Shepard. Right, who's that? Um, <laughs> We're just looking around She's for blonde. She's, she's so the, hot. That's true, she is blonde. Oh. Well, she's in movies. She's in... Hell yeah, she's in movies. She was in a uh, TV show, like a Teeny Bopper TV show. That's the show I'm talking about! She was in a show, a teeny bopper TV show, and she's thinking the show got canceled. Everyone was mad. Was like, she was a private eye in the show or something, and Kickstarter, Kickstarter an entire movie that came out to give the show a closure. So she's not Kristen Stewart. She's not Claire Danes. She's not MJ for Spider-Man, the first trilogy. I can't remember her name. She's the princess in Frozen. She's Anna. I know she is, fool. I can't think of... What is her name? Veronica Mars, name of the show. Yeah. Veronica Mars was kickstarted from a TV show, TV show to a movie because the fans loved it so much. That's pretty awesome. If Veronica Mars can do it, Doug, Doug, Bobby Doug McKenzie, you guys can do it too. That's all I got to say about that. Now, the plot is simple. There's two Canadian. Kristen Bell, damn it. Kristen Bell. Kristen. Kristen. No, it's Kristen. You're right. It's Kristen's other girl. Kristen Dunst. Ah. Right. Kristen Bell, okay. So, this movie's about two brothers, okay? The, the, the McKenzie brothers are just two blue-collar, old, like, grown-up men who are just still who kids. live with their parents, and they have to, the dad gives them beer money, gives them, I mean, they literally cannot function on their own. They're just kids, they're just, just two brothers in Canada who love to drink. Two youths. <laughs> they just drink beer and talk shit. And the point of this, the part of this movie is they get pulled into basically a, um, there's, a, there's a, a brewery, and there's a family war over the owner of the, owning the brewery. Underneath the family war, there's a guy trying to take over the whole world by putting addictive chemicals in his beer. So that's the layers of plot in this movie. Well, it just shows how... I mean, did you see his map? All the places he's going to take over the beer? <laughs> it was just random places on the world map, dude. Um, but uh, the cell, here's the cell. If you like dumb, funny crap, if you, if you like Wayne's World, if you like Blues Brothers, if you like just character-driven comedy, give it a try. Now, listen, you might You've got to stay with it. You might think it's stupid. You might try it and hate it, okay? Some, like, I love My Path on Holy Grail. Everyone loves it. Okay? Not everyone loves that kind of humor. I loved that movie, but I'm not a Monty Python fan. Though. I understand. So, like, these guys, it's it's... They're, it's endearing, it's sweet, it's stupid. I don't know why it pushes my buttons, man. It, I, I, so I laugh the whole time, dude. Um, and there's so many just throwaway lines that are worth just quoting or remembering. It's great. Um, you always bossing me around. <laughs> okay, okay, you always bossing me around. Dude, Rick Moranis is so good, <laughs> this dude. Um, dude, they're so young. Rick Moranis is a kid. I know, dude. But um, the cast, you have, you have the Kenzie brothers. Dave Thomas, Rick Moranis, okay? Dave Thomas is Doug. Rick Moranis is Bob. They play the brothers. Uh, Rick Moranis is one of our fan favorites. We've, we've loved him his whole career. Um, I mean, My Blue Heaven. Honey, Man, I Shrunk. Man, was My Blue Heaven great. Incredible. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Fan-freaking-tastic. Um, he was in that football movie. Little Giants. That was a good one. Him and Ed O'Neill were brothers, a, that dude. Was that's a, a badass movie. Um, how about that? How awesome was the end of that? The O'Shea brothers. The O'Shea brothers. It's so good, dude. Um, what other movies Rick Moranis? I mean, I've always loved Rick Moranis. I just like him in movies. I enjoy seeing him 
Um, oh, Parenthood. He was great in Parenthood. Oh. The last scene in Parenthood was so good. Him singing to his wife. He's just, I like him on screen. I enjoy him. I miss him, actually. Rick Moranis, we know his story. He left acting when his wife died to raise his children. That's a stinking man, dude. That's a stud right there. And as kids, I think it should be grown now. They should be getting close to their, like, grown up, married. Rick, come back to movies, man. Come we miss back you. to Bob and Doug, dude. Dude, it's been 25 years. 35, boy. No way. 83? 93, 03, 13. Holy cow. Yeah, dude. It's 35 years. It's time to take the... Jeez, 35? I would love to see Bob and Doug with what they're doing now, dude. 30 years later, just let them be the same exact place, dude. Just don't ruin like they ruined Dumb and Dumber. Just don't ruin or, it that or way. Or Anchorman. Oh, don't... So many sequels. Or Zoolander. Zoolander. Oh, my. I can't get through these movies. Can't even finish them. Or Boondock Saints. Oh. All Saints Day. Get <laughs> out of here. So, randomly, you're asking me on the way here, how the crap did these guys get a real actor to be in their movie? They get a, a stinking Oscar winner in the movie. This guy was the, the old, and he was, hey, this guy was an exorcist. He's the old priest, Max von Sydow. He was incredible as the old priest. Oh my god! As an actor, he carried a gravity yeah. and a weight like I, those two priests together. You just see faith versus oh, the, the intensity. Oh man, that that oh, actually, I'll never see it again. But it's a really well done film. Yeah. Um, Sydow is a true actor, a thespian through and through, and uh, and I guarantee he's got. Everybody in Hollywood's respect. Like, Legit. He's a real actor, man. You know they got this. You know they got him for this movie. How? They Dean wrote. Beer. They wrote the script with him and with him written in, but they knew they couldn't get him. They wanted him, but they knew they couldn't get him because he's Max on sit out. Yeah. But um. What a perfect villain. Like he was perfect. He's thinking um, he was working with MGM on a movie, and the director, you know, the, the studio, you know, has has the studio owns all this stuff. And they gave him the script. Listen, these guys wrote this movie. They want you in it. I just want to show it to you. So they give it to him, brings it home. His kid reads it, loves it. Says, Dad, you got to do this movie. How old was his kid? Like 12, 13. Of course he <laughs> loved it, dude. His kid was like, come on, Dad. Do one for me. Hey. <laughs> come on, you hoser. <laughs> Take off, eh? <laughs> but, uh. You missed my baseball game, you hoser. You got to make it up to me. Somebody hurt my clothes, eh? <laughs> hey, it's a jelly. <laughs> Dude, that scene, when, that scene kid, when he gives him the stinking donuts right out of his pocket. Like, Dude, and the scene is so like, the music. Hey, it's my last one. Hey, it's a jelly, eh? <laughs> the scene. It's played so serious, and it's played so like like she gives them two random dudes on the street. She tells the whole stinking story about she the gives brewery. Them all, it's the exposition dump, and it's done so well, dude. <laughs> you find out that so basically this, these guys they make a movie, okay? And the movie they make sucks, dude. They make a movie, and they spend all the money for the movie. On beer, like you see when they're they talking to the camera, you see behind them just cases, cases. and ca I mean Case, stacked yeah. up to the. I was wondering what that was all about. And uh, so these guys make up and they film it just in their backyard, and it's bad. I remember this shows the van, but it's on the stinking thing at the oil chains place, <laughs> and the steam comes up his landing. It's pretty. It'd be cool if a thirteen-year-old kid did it, <laughs> dude. It would be hilarious. Um, but uh. <laughs> Sticking, so they're watching their own movie, and their movie sucks, and the people rebel in the theater. That's the opening scene is rebelling against the movie you're watching. On the and and sticking, um, they did this on their album, <laughs> but uh, they get out of there. They 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 don't have they they, they yeah they they escape the angry crowd with the moths. Remember they they let the moths loose because they they say if they, if you let a if a movie sucks. You let a bunch of moths loose, and they go up to the stinking the projector light, light friend, yeah. And then they'll, and then you can get a refund. So they try to do that. They're, um, they see this guy outside with his two kids. They're crying. They say, "But they're alone for weeks to see this movie." Just what am I supposed to tell them? 
Dude. Oh, hey, well, here, this is all we got. Hey, it's 15 bucks. You know, and then remember, they're like, they're giving refunds in the alley. They had chased. And but that was the dad's beer money for right. the case of beer. So they're trying to get beer because their dad wants beer and they spent to give their money away. So they, they try this old scam, putting a, a baby mouse in a you, bottle. Yeah, you put a baby mouse in the bottle and then you feed the mouse in the bottle. So then it's when big. it grows up, <laughs> you can't come out of the bottle. So. so you say you get a case of beer and that bottle had a mouse in it. And supposedly you're supposed to get a free case of beer or something. So they go to this brewery. Yeah, our buddy, uh, he drank this beer and uh, he's a cop. <laughs> he threw up. But uh, they go to the brewery trying to get the free beer, end up walking in the middle of this whole family drama. Because there's, there's, a, there's a man who owns a the brewery. The brewery's up on the top of this hill next to an insane asylum. It's crazy. It's crazy. But it's when they show the building, it's just a painting. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so ghetto, dude. But uh, the sneaking of... Um, this movie might have made me want to be a truck driver inadvertently, dude. Let's <laughs> we'll get to that. I can't crash this. It's a beer truck. <laughs> but uh, Steakin, so this girl comes back to the brewery because her dad, who uh, run the brewery, is dead. And after her dad dies, the dad's brother marries his wife. Yeah. Like, uh, like so this girl comes home and her uncle just married her mom out of nowhere. And they're trying to run the brewery and the brewmeister Smith rules over the whole thing. And so... What's crazy is, so this, what's crazy is, here's the crazy thing about this. This movie is based <sighs> off the Shakespearean play Hamlet. No shit. Legit, listen, you have the uncle who kills the king, marries his wife. You have the ghost of the father come into Hamlet to tell him, like, to help guide him on his quest. You have the two comedians, uh, Gilderstein and Ho what's, oh, I forget their name. Um, there's two comedians. Um, I can't remember the name. There's two crazy, famous Shakespeare guys. Um, but they're the, 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 the comic relief as Bobby Duncan McKenzie. That's hilarious. This is Hamlet. It's like the ghost doesn't make sense, but it's a Hamlet, so they gotta have the ghost. That's the ghost of the father, and the girl is Hamlet basically. The girl is the is the main character. Now we're trying best. We do a thing called best of the best. We're gonna do that real quick here. Best of the best, we're talking about some, some common uh, movies we've seen, and choose the best of the bunch. We're doing best of the best Shakespeare adaptations that we never knew were Shakespeare. There's a lot of movies that we have watched that are Shakespeare adaptations, we didn't even know it. So let's go through some. For example, now you've probably never seen this, have you? West Side Story. Hell no, nah, I ain't seen that. You know, you know the Jets, though, right? Yeah, the Jets the, and the Sharks. Jets and the Sharks, yeah. dude. And the, the knife fights. That's Romeo and Juliet done in the streets of New York, which is pretty cool. Also, that movie Warm Bodies. You see that one with the zombies? No, but I did want to watch that. That's also based on Romeo and Juliet. It's basically they do zombies and humans instead. Who plays the dad in Warm Bodies? Yeah, I can't remember. It's who like the John Malkovich or something or somebody. Big. It's, it's a good actor. Yeah. Then you got for Hamlet. You have Lion King is, is Hamlet because oh. Scar kills. The, f the you uncle mean Scar, aka bad guy from Die Hard Three. <laughs> exactly, dude. His dude Scar is a great villain, though. But the uncle kills his brother and takes over. Takes yep. takes the wife into the pride. Takes the pride over. Damn. Hamlet goes into exile. It's 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 Hamlet's two and through, dude. Um, and you're the two comedians. You have um, Poop Timon and Puma. Yeah. Um, oh dang, they, dude. They, 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 so that's totally. Then you have yours. She's the man. That dumb movie for the teenage. Yeah, that's stupid. That's from Twelfth that, Night. Is that Zac Efron? Is that is that Efron? There's there's a few of those right in that room, and I yeah, can't remember. I, there's a few. I ain't never watched that bullshit. <laughs> but then you got um, Ten, Ten Things is awesome. That's the Taming of the Shrew. Too bad that movie is awesome, dude. Dude, all I know is the scene on the football field is a great scene. With the marching band? Heck yes! It's awesome. We start singing a song to her. Yep. He sings L, right? L is for the way I, you look tonight. He sings no, he sings. Um, oh, it's for the only one I see. Isn't that no, what he sings? No, he the sings that. Remember the marching comes in. I love you, baby. Yeah, that's what he sings. That's badass, dude. I don't know why. The marching comes in. You're like, damn, dude. I love music numbers in the middle of comedies. I love it. Like in um 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 Five Days of Summer when they sit together and he. That was awesome. And he looks in the mirror and he's Han Solo. <laughs> That's badass, dude. What's he sing? He sings, um, um. Shit. He sings, not Brooks and Dunn. He sings, uh, it's something, something. It's Henry Loves Him. Um. 
Oh yeah, um, uh, Holland Oats. Holland Oats. Holland Oats. Um, oh, what song dude, was it? Dude, um, dun, dun, I got one. Damn. <laughs> I will find it later. <laughs> Henry's gonna kill us. He's gonna be yelling. He's, he's yelling at the radio. He right does now. that too. When he listens to this, he goes, "I'm just in your my car screaming at you guys." <laughs> But I love those comedic, just musical numbers in the middle of movies. They're, they're so fantastic. Um, and what's crazy is my own private Idaho is a Shakespearean. I made it about five minutes in, and you'll know why I stopped watching it. We were together. We both yeah, were like, we're out. I mean, it's, we, we read it because it was a great cast. Yeah, Keanu yeah, Reeves. River Phoenix. River Phoenix. It's directed by Gus Van Sant. Like, who did? Who um, did? <laughs> eject. <laughs> We, we were out fast, bro. I'm like, I it's, can't do this shit. Uh, it's based on Henry IV, parts one and two, and Henry V. And that's about like being a prince. It's about being a, a prostitute, which is, it's, it's dirty. It's gross, dude. It's, we were out, skis, dude. Uh, we like, at grandma's. We're, 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 we got to be 15 years old. We're, we're probably younger, dude. And I'm, we're watching, like, what's happening? Oh! We read it, and we're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this. I'm like, this is some RCS shit, bro. <laughs> we were out. So of those Shakespearean adaptations, which one's your favorite, dude? Of the okay, out of this list right here. Yeah, we got West Side, Warm Bodies, Lion King, Strange Brew, She's the Man, Ten Things I Hate About You. It's, it's a tie between Ten Things and uh, Strange Brew for me. Legit. Yeah, Ten Things is so good, dude. It's, I cannot it, believe how good it is. It's totally extremely the extremely the, the dad's a, a gynecologist and he makes the daughters wear the, the fake pregnant belly around before they go out, dude. He's so <laughs> funny, dude. Because it's about helping. Uh, because a guy wants to date a, a, a pretty girl, but has to make the like unattractive girl date the sister. Right. He's got the only a, way he can get the girl is if their sister goes out, which right. she doesn't like. Guys. Taming of the Shrew. I mean, that's a very brutal title. He's calling the, the sister a shrew. Dang. So shakes it. So, dude, Ted's gonna hand out you. I'll give you. Beauty and the Beast. But if anybody else calls you Beast, I'll rip their lungs out. I'm going with Lion King tone. <sighs> it's because you got kids. It's, I don't know why. Like, I, I, it's, it, it's Lion King followed by Strange Brew. I, I, Strange Brew has a special place in my heart. It really Big does. Time. It, it really is great. Um, I, watching it again after all these years. What scenes did you never forget watching this movie? Hmm. I never forgot the, the fart scene. In the, in, in That's funny as shit. For me, it's probably the courtroom scene, dude, with the bullets in his nose. And he got the I nose never, bleed. I, never, I, didn't forget, I don't remember that. Dude. <laughs> that shit, the way that they just keep, they're just whispering to each other, making it to the whole courtroom's like, what the fuck's going on? The judge's all annoyed, dude. He's got the big wig on and stuff, dude. <laughs> I remember, I remember the, um, let's see, I remember that. Um, that was my favorite memory was, um, was that. I'm trying to think here. Other memories from this film that I remembered. I didn't remember how it ended. I, I forgot how it ended. The stinking dog jumping. I, at, near the end, I'm like, does this dog fly? I remember thinking, like, is that how this ends? And sure enough, they go. I remembered him in the, the 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 tank of beer. I remember that one. Yeah, when he when he's oh, I got a tank of leak so bad I can taste it. <laughs> and dude, I've used that line. Yes. And people don't respond well. No, because it's <laughs> disgusting. It's disgusting. Oh, not there. How about there? Oh, that feels nice. <laughs> so funny. I, dude, I've used that line, the 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 leak line, many times in my life. Um, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed this film. I enjoyed their characters. I enjoyed their stupidity. It made me Even laugh. The damn dog is funny, dude. All I know, I don't, I gagged. I I I I gagged out loud. The glass when they poured the dog from the dog glass. I can't. I you know what's funny? I turned away. <laughs> I can't even look at that shit, <laughs> dude. Because the dad said, oh, "It's a beer." They they chug it. They dude, save one of those for me, boys. <laughs> and dude, the dad. Was voiced by Mel Blanc. Yeah, the guy who was um, Bugs Bunny. Yeah, but he was also uh, Yosemite Sam, right? Yeah, yeah, he yeah, did yeah, all he those did characters. All those, yeah, yeah. You can tell, you hear those old cartoons. Yeah, when he's yelling, when he's yeah. yelling for the neighbors that they got jobs. Um, but if you watch the beer being drunk, Dave Thomas actually just opens his throat 
and chugs oh, it. chugged those beers. McManus bro. didn't chug it full. Like you see, it's, it's just normal drinking. Dave Thomas literally just opened his throat and took the whole bottle down in those few seconds the shot was being shot. I couldn't believe it. You can't do that, can you? Shit. Legit? What? You can, take, you can open it up and just drink it what? down. What? A whole bottle. What? I can't drink a Coca-Cola like that. Coca-Cola is more harsh on your stinking... It, hurt, it hurts. It yeah, burns it the throat. Dude, there's a universal... Like Coke. Okay, when you drink Coke, there's a universal... Ah, Every drink. That ain't no bullshit. <laughs> I got a funny story about this. Our good friend, uh, Scott Johnson, he was uh, the singles pastor. And me and, and his brother, Jeff, we were riding around on a golf cart. We were doing a fundraiser. And um, <laughs> we right. had Scott's oldest son... Uh, with us in the cart. Right. He's talking about how thirsty he was. And me being a dumbass who doesn't think about what kids should have because when we were young, we were drinking Coke. We cared. Five, four, three years old. I think he was four or five, dude. Young. And um, I'm thirsty. And I'm like, well, all I got is this Coke. I said, okay, buddy, here. Here's some Coke. He takes a drink of that Coke and he just goes... <laughs> and I said, when I was talking to his mom, the little boy's mom, Scott's wife, Jessica. And I go, yeah, man, he loved that Coke. And then we started just talking about uh, things kids have. And I said, how old was he when he had his first Coke? And she goes, today. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. She's like, it's okay, it's okay. But I, I, but I, I wanted to do a commercial for Coca-Cola because that's his first reaction of drinking Coke was, ah. <laughs> that's <rants>, dude. <laughs> I'm such a bad. I'm I'm horrible. So it's so, you're, so good. I always thought. Can I see like movies where people like will, they'll bong a beer or something, or they'll do the the crazy like where they, where they do the the two oh, beer bong beer bong thing. Dude, I could bong two beers at once, bro. It doesn't burn the throat like crazy. That's why you put it in the bong. You just go. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Vaught, dude, my buddy Jake and my buddy Josh, we were so crazy when we were younger. We'd get a thirty pack and drink. Oh, the, the three of us would drink the thirty pack. And then go out, and we would be, we were bong them. Now, does does it make you drunk? Does it? Yeah. I don't know this. What? It make you throw up too. You put that much sticking foam in your body. Oh. Yeah. Dude, here's a question. For you. How many how, how many times you throw up from alcohol <coughs> in your life? <coughs> what? How many times you thrown up from alcohol in your whole life? Why the f are you gonna ask me some shit? I'm like just that? saying. I thought maybe never because you can hold your alcohol so well. Oh, I'm wrong. I'm completely. <laughs> me right now well I'll, I'll tell you what just ask my friend shane about last night <laughs> <laughs> try to go see jimmy world got a little let the let the dog off the leash a little bit no no man i was an hour and a half late to work this morning oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot dude you're like dude my version of that is like i kept reading comics too long it's like three in the morning i'm like oh shoot i gotta go to bed wake up late the next day because i'm punished are you are you are you guys hearing this shit <laughs> This is, the, this, is, this is this wide variety of the Red Rum Theater hosts here. I get drunk and throw up. This motherfucker stays up till 3 in the morning reading comics. Oh, you rebel. <laughs> we were wild, man. Man, we were wild back in Erie Penn. <laughs> What's he say, dude? He's like... We played it in the marching band. Yeah. Del Pax in the marching man. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, we got pretty wild up in here, man. <laughs> I remember this one time. We stayed up way past midnight. <laughs> that was so Dude, I know he's had a long career. Still my favorite movie he's been in. John? Yes. It's amazing, dude. Oh, man. Better than Joyride. Holy cow. That Candy was, Cane. That was him. Yeah, it was him I, Paul Walker. I for, Dude, that's wow. That's early that's for them. That's a crazy-ass movie, dude, about a psycho truck driver. Yep. Shoot, damn. Candy Cane. <laughs> <laughs> but Strange Brew, it, I give it a... Th like, listen. Two thumbs, four stars. Here it is. Well, it's a comedy. I'm looking for one belly laugh. That's all I want is one belly laugh. Well, here. Here. We forgot the reason that they got the jobs in the breweries because she got trapped in that stinking gate. Was that her dad trying to keep her out of there? Yes, that was a ghost. Yeah. Okay. And then they're like, uh, he, they say that, that um, the brother, Dave Thomas, is a genius. 
All because the time, because he, he doesn't know anything. But he doesn't know called. anything. He, wrote, he, re, he uh, reprogrammed our VCR or some shit. <laughs> so he goes to take a look at the gate, and it's. he said, we're going to have to ram her from the back. So they save her, and then what do they call her? Um, whiplash. Wait, wait, whiplash, dude. That's funny, dude. But then they, they bring the bottle with the it's mouse It's a scam, in. a complete scam. And they, and they say, could this happen? Not when there used to be men on the line. And so they tell them, they give them jobs just to watch the bears, watch for mice. Dude, there's a scene like where, Shirley, dude. where they're in the, um, they're putting the kegs to kill them, and the guy falls out of the back of the van, his keg yeah. does, and a car hits the keg. Yeah. I'm like, man, that would mess a guy up. This is movies are fake. Then I, I thought the guy's all messed up. I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah, he's got the thing wrapped around his head and everything. They, they look in the keg, they're like, oh, call yeah, an oh, ambulance. Dude, I was I like, was dang, yeah. yeah. Dude, I love the music when they, when they see them in the, the van just drinking those bottles. Of air. Oh yeah, down down underwater. So, dude, the opening song of this they've is... been under for ten minutes. Nobody's standing along. Not Houdini. Not nobody. They're down there, dude. Yeah, that music's hilarious. But uh, okay, so Patreon. Here we okay, go, guys. So dip. Um, Patreon. I put a post out today. I'm going to tell you guys in person over there. There was a change in our Patreon, Tony. Um, the website we use for like um, people that want to support the show changed their charging practices. How they charge people. It used to be Patreon would charge someone. Basically, here's the, here's the way it works. Some of you here that listen to the show, first of all, we'll say thank you. Because some of you guys, are, you know what? You take some of your hard-earned money. And here's the thing is, we're not rich, man. We understand. We work hard for our money. Tony? So you better treat us right. Tony works hard for his money. You work hard for your money, Tony? What? Working, what, 60 hours, 50 hours a week every week? Every week, man. Get up at 5 a.m. all the time working hard? Shit. Working one Saturday a month, makes extra, extra walking around money. I mean, we all do this. We all hustle to do what we got to do. And some of you guys out there in podcast world, one of you guys, like some of you guys throw $1 our way, some throw 5 bucks. A few of you throw like 10 bucks, man, or 20 That's crazy yeah, to me. that's awesome. And thank you for believing in the show, helping us do more. We, we, we're able to have the new T-shirt designs because you guys give. We can pay, we can design stuff and get it out there because you guys are awesome. But Patreon changed their pay scale. What they do now, Tone, it used to be, let's say someone gives us five bucks. Out of the five bucks they give us, all the fees come out. The credit card fees. Like the 2.9%, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? There's fees using a credit card. Well, Patreon wants to give the creators more money, so now they're charging the patrons the credit card fee. So if someone gives five bucks, now they're paying five thirty instead. Five dollars and thirty cents. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's bullshit. So some people are real upset about it. So listen, our patrons, if this bums you out, listen, if this if this you're like, man, this is messes me up, I don't like this. If if if, 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 if you're annoyed beyond belief and you want to stop supporting us or support us less, that's cool. Listen, whatever you've given, you've already been super cool to us. There's no obligation. Thank you for believing us at all. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't our decision. It, they changed it. They're a company that we use. They, they made a decision, and people are upset about it. And I just want to tell you guys, it was not, we, we, we're not trying to take more money from anybody. We're, all, we're just happy that you guys give anything. Right, Tone? Yeah, hell yeah, dude. I can't believe people. so many people are giving. Dude, I mean, literally, the new T-shirt just came out for Christmas, the Dang Gina shirt. It's, it's sinking, getting great. People are loving it. A lot of people buying it? I don't know they're buying. I haven't checked yet, but people are like liking the. It's our most liked post on Facebook. Is that the Dejina yeah. T-shirt? I'm buying one shit. Um, but uh, so, so I just want to tell you that that the, the changes in how they charge people. Sorry, dude, it's not our things change. <laughs> so going to raise us right and raise us wrong. Now listen, there's this this movie starts off. And I, I'm I'm just laughing. I'm just watching this movie. I'm laughing, and I pause. I'm like Angie. She's like, what? I'm like. These two guys doing the Great White North show they do. Because it's like, it's like Wayne's World. Wayne's World is in their basement. And for these guys, they're doing this, like, they have this little, like, a, like this random garage they use and have the Great White North cut out behind them. That was funny how the United States is tiny and Canada's huge. <laughs> it's really funny, dude. <laughs> but, um, Steakin. It's uh, Alaska and uh, Russia and Hawaii or some <laughs> shit. They're so funny, dude. Um... But I'm like, you know what? These guys, their show they're doing, they're taking Great Night North, just them talking. It's literally the Red Room Theater. It's the podcast. Because I'm like, it, all the podcast is for us is us being brothers and letting, letting the world watch. It, it, what it is is it's doing what we would normally do, but now we're just 
saying, okay, we're going to watch this movie this week and talk about it. Right. We would be doing this bullshit anyway. And again, I'm going to say thank you to our sister and brother-in-law because they literally inspired this podcast. They came to visit us for a week. I didn't realize how bad we were until I seen their faces watching us do it. And they were dying laughing. They're like, you guys are, and like, you speak another language. <laughs> it's true, though. It's, and it, it just, it's fast. It just flies. Um, like, I tr- thought about trying to go through our old podcast, trying to talk about, like, write down what my, every movie we mentioned in every podcast. It's impossible to do. We mentioned so many podcasts, so many movies every podcast. It's impossible to keep track of all of them. It's just, it's just too much, too many. But, um, our podcast is basically Great Weight North. It's just us being us. It's us being dumb. Some people like it, some people don't. And we, we some days we, we are funny, some days we're not. I know. Um, I was watching them be not funny. I'm like, it happens sometimes, man. Sometimes you, you go up there, you swing the ball, you swing the bat, and you just miss. Dude, if you're batting 500, you're a fucking legend. <laughs> exactly. That's it, dude. What do you want me to do? I mean, Cabrera strikes out a lot. <laughs> I mean, if we're funny half the time, you're stinking welcome. <laughs> yeah, no shit. F*** you. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid dude. But one thing this movie that I love, Razor's Right, is also the brotherhood of these guys. Yeah, they're hilarious, dude. There's a scene and they just they, mess with each other. But they're, they're, when they they had to they had to split up one point in the movie. That was hilarious. And they say, you're like, what's going on? In the hallway, stop. They're like, sad music. See ya. Oh, see you. You see a. And they, they, they go, and Dave plays it off like, uh, I don't like him oh, anyway. Oh, we got rid of them. <laughs> but Rick Moranis is crying. <laughs> you guys have never been apart? Dude, that's crazy. Never that's been so apart. Funny. But you know what's crazy, dude? I'm going to tell you something. <sighs> Having you in Flint is the best, dude. Like, we talk every day, don't we, on the phone? Yeah. Every day, we, like, every day I call you, you call me. Like, it's crazy. We live literally five minutes, not even five minutes apart. We talk every day on the phone. Every time I call you, it's because Henry didn't answer, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> but, and you think we want things to say, and we don't. No, we're dude. We're brothers. Like, today we got on the phone, or we got in the car, and we're talking about, we're talking about Franken resigning. Uh, yeah, no shit. We talk, we talk politics, we talk everything. We dude. talk Facebook, talk our friends who are dating. About our, our friends that are going off the rails. <laughs> Facebook live videos, you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> Watch people's lives blow up on oh, Facebook. Man. Dude, Facebook, listen. listen. I'm going to say this for free. Don't advertise that crap to everybody, no. dude. Like, I've wa- dude, we've seen some crazy stuff play out live. We've watched families, we've watched families, like, start feuds. We've watched it live, eating popcorn, like, oh, shoot. And they erase it all eventually, but we're going to watch it all unfold in real time. When you put something out there... It's out there, man. <laughs> I don't care if you took it down or not. I'm it t- was out there. I'm saying, I've, I've, I've been close. Hey, I'm a piece of shit. I screenshot shit. <laughs> I've sent it to Ernesto. Did you see this shit? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so computer illiterate. I'm like, how the f*** do you do that? And you're like, you got to hold these two buttons. I'm like, shit, you created a monster, fool. <laughs> but, uh, no, but um, having, like, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Just watch the movie Coco. Just watch Coco in the theater. We're probably going to do a special podcast for it maybe next week. We should. I th- dude, I'm, I'm in. It's seriously. Facebook Live it, it next it, week. It, Facebook it Live is, Coco review. Oh, do a 10-minute special review. Literally, when the movie first started, you and Angie were so in, dude. Dude. Okay, listen, but the, the movie. <laughs> I stutter. I'm sorry. I got so many thoughts out of my head. I can't get them all in my mouth at the same time. But um, here's the thing. I don't know, I don't know, probably being Mexican, being raised, we were raised, but like, how do you say it? I'm just, I'm trying, all I'm trying to say is, my brother's my best friend. We're and brother. The podcast that we could do together, I love, it gives an excuse to hang out every week. I love that. Um, it's just great, dude. It's great. And watching these two be brothers, I laugh because this is how brothers are. It's it, just, it's so funny, dude. It's just, you know each other. Just the little, the little, thing of them cutting up just for the fact of them cutting each other up it was so funny dude um he's got a nosebleed so bad he can't block it with tissues so they stuff bullets in his nostrils and then rick moranis is making him laugh so hard he keeps telling him stop making me laugh so then he stinking sneezes the bullets out and shoots the like shoots the bullets on the i mean it's the stupidest thing ever dude but it's great it's so funny 
but uh, a movie like this just uh, makes me very glad that my brother is not some guy I see once a year. It's not someone I... I see my brother every single week of my life, talk to him every day of my life, and he's my best friend. It's, it's, it's good. I can't imagine not being this way. Um, so Take off, you hoser. <laughs> Take off, eh? You always bossing me around. Man, we're getting all emotional. I didn't even drink today. <laughs> I'm just saying, the movie made me just very happy because it just... And the way I'm the, you, the way they, they team up against the dad is the way it is. It's just <laughs> so funny. They're both like you tell him, you tell him. They're just there's like kids. They're just kids with us and mom, dude. Which it's just it's crazy, dude. Um, <laughs> it's just fantastic. Um, you know they sleep in the same bedroom. You know they do. In the like, you don't oh, see yeah. the bedroom. Oh they yeah, have to. yeah. By bunk beds, dude. Live in dude, the, we had bunk beds. Till we're eighteen, dude. dude. Until I moved out to college, <laughs> it was bunk beds, dude. But uh. Remember that one time the alarm went off and we, and we both <laughs> rolled out of bed at the same time and smashed into each other? No, uh, who was top? Was I, I was top bunk. I rolled off and you were rolling off. I like literally landed like a horse, like uh, like split eagle. I landed on you sitting on your back and we both fell over in the dresser. And the alarm's still going off. We're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, and we've had a great fights. We've had, oh, man. Uh, I mean, I think you learned how to you learned to punch a you learned to punch by punching me in the face, but uh, that's the way it goes. Yeah, mom taught me how to throw the punch, though. I know, um, but uh, yeah. So the movie, a movie like this, we love it. It's just brothers being brothers. They're dumb, but we it's hilarious. Even the dog is hilarious. Their dog. He's a he's a whole part of this. Is movie. his name really Hosehead? Hosehound. Hose hound. <laughs> he's so he's he's a drunk and he loves sausages. Dude, we're trying to get his trying to get his beer. He just he's just growl. Oh, and you know what's crazy? He really shows them teeth. Oh my gosh, he's a and they paint a white stripe on him so he looks like a skunk. <laughs> it's so stupid, dude. But they they took a song. They were, they were putting codes in. They are messing around. And the the ghost, the dad, is in all the wiring. Yeah, that's, 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 he shoots out. A uh, floppy disk that's the only disk that would incriminate the stinking brewmaster. Mm -hmm. So Dave Thomas don't know what the hell it is. He thinks the record. He thinks it's a record. An EP. New wave punk. <laughs> I think it's a new one of those new wave punk bands. And then he puts it on. And they're like trying to. He's like, hey, it's one of those new square records. <laughs> they put it on. And he goes, what's that sound like? That sounds like one of those new new wave punk bands. <laughs> He goes, ah, not my taste. And he throws it, and it just lands in the dog's mouth. It's, it's a just great like, throw. Blink. And it's so funny. And then later on, why were the cops at the house? Looking for Bum and Doug because the a hospital. They were Because I don't know. Oh, well, well they, they go to the house, and the dog is on the roof. And they're like, <laughs> what the hell is that? And they're looking around. Well, the dog drops the flappy disc. Gives the, the police, cops, yeah. So they have the evidence. And then they look up to see where it came from, and it's like they took a rope and tied it <laughs> to, like, a stuffed animal exactly. and hung it off the, the bottom of the roof, and somebody was on the roof with the rope. And just drug it and, out. And when the cops look up, it's like he just shimmied it up. <laughs> and then the stinking dog is just like, doo -doo 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 -doo. it just goes up the roof. You're like, what the f like, it looks so weird. It, it might, when we all we all watch this movie. We used to, uh, when we were in high school. We we're all in marching band, and our friend Amy Gabbard, formerly McKinney, she used to have all, all the guys would come over, and we'd watch movies and stuff in her basement. She had this big badass basement. Well, we watched this movie one time, and we were and it's the movie's so dumb. We just laughing our ass off the whole time. For some reason, this part made her laugh her ass off. She was laughing so hard. She literally rewound that shit. We watched that part like 10 times. We were laughing so hard. Because, like, it's like somebody literally pulls the dog up the roof. Dude, it looks like, like as bad as Al Bunny falling off a roof. It's that It's so funny. Like when, like when Will and Carlton are doing the dance, and he's, <laughs> he's just he's swinging Carlton around, he throws him, and he hits the wall. It's a dummy. And then he comes walking back off. <laughs> It's so but it's fake, like the, the, but it's the so humor, funny. It's just slapstick. Hilarious. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I love it. And then, like randomly, the dog—they're trying to figure out how to break up Oktoberfest because all the tainted beers go to Oktoberfest. Right, and the beer—the people to make up, make up. <laughs> if they drink it, they're gonna have that shit in their. Bodies. They'll be a, zombies, basically. So they say, "Well, Oktoberfest—that's uh, that's a lot of beer drinking mugs." 
And so they they get the dog. They say, we got this idea. So they get the dog. Show them the map, They dude. show them the map. The dog's not even like, he goes, hey, you got to look at the map, eh? Like, the dog's just looking away. So he says, oh, by the way, all the free beer and sausages you can eat. And he fly Like, the dog's so pumped. He starts running. And he just takes off like Superman. And then, and then a cape appears. So and the dog's just flying with his cape, dude. It's so stupid, dude. And the dog lands in the tent. And he looks like a huge skunk. So everybody starts screaming skunk. And they all freak out and run. <clears throat> so the dog ends up. Initially, the dog is the superhero of the movie. Saves right. the whole movie. It's just so random. This movie's so random. It, it's great stuff. Great sketches, great little adventures. I like the slapstick movie. gags. It's great, dude. Um, How creepy was that though? When she, when they put her in the mental institution, and she and she's like looking around. She don't know what's going on. You hear all the people oh, screaming and awful, shit. That's dude. crazy, dude. That was up there with the Exorcist when the mom goes to that place. That <clears throat> messed crazy, up, crazy, dude. So it's December. Doing a lot of winter movies, and next next week. We're doing one of our favorite Christmas movies of all time. What are we doing next week, brother? Die Hard. We're going up in the Nakatomi Plaza next week with our boy Bruce Willis. And Hans Gruber. And we're going to war, baby! Dude, there's two kinds of people out there. Those who think Die Hard's a Christmas movie and those who are wrong. <laughs> this is one of our favorite Christmas movies. It's legit. We're going to be back here next week for Die Dude, Hard. even... Even Carl Winslow's in this movie. It's, dude. He's awesome. And we still have, if you're a patron, if you give any money at all to Red Room Theater on patreon.com slash Red Room Theater, Red Room Theatre, um, you get to, to vote right now. And right now, it's neck and neck. Dude, you know what's crazy? Elf is last place. It's literally, um, it's... Uh, <laughs> Elf isn't a classic yet. Christmas Vacation number one. Home Alone's right on its heels. Then... All of a sudden, coming out of nowhere, you go all the ways, making a run, making a run at it. That movie's so funny. So it's anyone's game. Everyone's, everyone's separated by only a few votes. Your vote counts. Get out there and vote. If you don't give to the podcast yet, start giving a buck a month and start voting. You know, whatever. So um, next week is Die Hard, one of our favorite all-time movies. Maybe we'll get to all that next week. So next week's Die Hard. Hope to have you back. As always, I'm Ernesto. I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next week at the Red Room Theater. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a beer. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtlenecks and a beer. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer. Okay, that should be more there, right? Where? On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. See, oh, yeah. More. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden toques. Four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Okay, on the sixth, two golden.